Good evening, Doctor Strange. Are you having car trouble? Why are you here? To help you. This is where it starts for you, with the death of Doctor Christine Palmer. So overwhelmed by loss, you will seek answers in the mystic arts, in me. Help me bring her back. I'm sorry, but I can't. <laughs> and I'm Noah, and you're listening to A Bite Up, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. <laughs> Hi, welcome. We're like halfway through What If. Yay. What if we were halfway through What If? Then we would be halfway through. Would we? Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Oh, the watcher's watching. <laughs> right before we get into it, as always, Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Abide of Pod. We have a Facebook group. We have a Discord as well. And extra bonus treat if you like the show and you want to support us in any way and also get free stuff and bonus episodes. There's Patreon and also Apple Podcast subscriptions. So that's it. That's a spiel. You know it by now. If you don't want to do it, we still love you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We can feel your support no matter what. Yeah, but if you'd like to be a patrician or an apple biter, that would be fine. An apple biter? Yeah. Oh, because Apple podcast subscriptions. Yeah. I was like, what do apples have and to do And then we're a this? bite of a bite, biters, biters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let us take a look <laughs> back before we head into this episode. That was a smooth segue. You know what? If you say all right. And then, like, something like before we or whatever, it's so smooth and everybody's like, wow. Oh, okay. Okay. That was say Magnifique, Chef's Keys. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Well, in What If Episode 3, What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes, Nick Fury and Black Widow begin to gather a team to defend the Earth, but they are mysteriously dying. Tony Stark, Injection Gone Wrong, Thor, Arrow to the Chest. Hawkeye, sleepy time in his cell. Hulk <laughs> goes boom. Black oh. Widow, killed by a quote-unquote invisible foe. Before her death, Natasha leaves Fury a voicemail that is all about hope. Fury comes to realize it's Hank Pym taking down his heroes. And, oh yeah, Loki is there too, and uh, like he like wants to take over the Earth. Another summary for this episode in the words of the townspeople in Hot Fuzz could be Murder, murder, murder. True. Wow. I cannot believe you just somehow linked Hot Fuzz to this podcast and also what if. Look. Kudos. Oh, thank you. You I, thought I was, you thought I was, you know, racking on you, but I wasn't. Yeah, I'm always ready to just defend. That's fine. M- my, m- my taking my knowledge of other pop culture and bringing it into this pop culture podcast about one specific piece of pop culture. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Good God, Derek! <laughs> this next thing is you. I'm sorry. You usually have something to say. You're usually like, "Oh yeah," and then Pim was dressed as a tracker jacker, and then Katniss came in or something. No! Oh my God! You just related another. <laughs> Jeez Louise! Well, he was dressed as something, right? Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Who is a villain? Yeah. 
<laughs> and then the Mockingjay swoops in and Peter bakes some bread. Good God. All right. And of course, spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler right. warning. You've been warned for spoilers. You have been. <laughs> and are being. Let so- us officially take a bite of What If Episode 4. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Okay. You know... Seeing the trailer and knowing Doctor Strange was going to get his own episode and possibly another one, I was very excited. And then I saw the name and I was not excited because Marvel Phase 4 is apparently just out to continuously break our hearts, be yeah. super dark, yeah. and have like sprinkles and sparkles of joy. But then also it turns into more grief and sadness. Well, that's the whole thing, right? And looking at the trajectory that this series has been on so far... We were like, all right, Captain Carter, let's go. Union Jack on the shield. And then it was like T'Challa being really cool. And then it was like, wait, what? People are being murdered? Like, what is happening? And then this one just got so Yes. (laughs) This one's like, you know, all the stages of grief were like, yeah. They're like, well, how about we just stay in anger and denial? And it's like, oh. It's like he went through all the stages of grief, but the first couple ones were very quick. Were most of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what? (laughs) Yeah, this was like, Noah turned to me after this finished, after we watched it the first time. He's like, so what'd you think? And I just went, that was sad. Yeah, it was kind of sad. But I mean, it's kind of it's kind of his thing. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of where Doctor Strange has his home at, which is sad, sad, sad stuff. Before we get totally into it, I do like to point out these voice actors and who is not somebody from the MCU. But mm. in this this episode, everybody was. Yo. Every single person that made an appearance in here has been in the MCU and played their characters. Yep. Even Rachel McAdams, which, where has she been? <laughs> uh, yeah, and they also had Tilda. Yeah, Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. All we right. had Leslie Bibb playing Christine Everhart. Benedict Wan was back. Mm-hmm. And we only got one new person, Obeng. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that Librarian was new- of yeah. the Mystics. <laughs> so that was a new one we got. So super exciting. Mm-hmm. Anytime Doctor Strange is involved, like we know he's insanely powerful. And but I feel like he's always been the MCU's, at least since he's been introduced in the tiny bits we've seen him throughout the other ones, is that he's kind of like their dangerous wild card. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how much of his arrogance or ego mm-hmm. is going to get the best of him. Most of the time it's been fine, but and I'm always concerned. <laughs> Like, did they not just take the Doctor Strange archetype, strip him of his mysticism, and then just create the hit series House starring Hugh Laurie? How dare you, but almost. Right? Yeah. Like, a very, like, angry doctor whose arrogance can get in the way. I would say that Also played by British people doing American accents. Yeah, which I would say Benedict uh, Cumberbatch is a little better at an American accent. Roasted! But it is funny because I've always wondered, like, especially with the MCU version, it's like, why didn't you just make him British? Yeah. But I guess maybe you couldn't. Like, are British doctors called uh, doctors or is it like Mr. Strange or I don't know. I don't oh, know it's like works. a Philosopher's Stone sort of situation. Right, right. Well, know. no, because they'd have to change everything to meters and kilometers and it would just be just wreak havoc in the writer's <laughs> room. Everybody was so confused. <laughs> I would just love to have him have his actual accent i'm just saying there are some sentences where i'm like okay (laughs) i know you're an imposter i got it (laughs) Mm, i can smell the british on your tongue (laughs) but speaking as 
Doctor Strange being like a dangerous wild card in the MCU. I feel like episode four of What If makes it very clear why this episode hits very hard and why Doctor Strange is like a lone and lonely character on a spiritual quest, never fully overcoming himself, but always trying and confronting darkness. Unless you're split into two. Yeah. And then who knows what's going to happen. I mean, it really I kind of feels like the moral of the story is that you have to stay in the darkness to get to the other side, but you have to be willing to move on. Yeah. If you just stay in the darkness for too long and don't face it, then you're doomed. Well, you can't wallow in anything. Then it's going to just turn poopy. Oh, my God. What? The special segment today is all about poop. No. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why not? Didn't like two episodes ago we said poop too much? Well, someone had a stomach virus. That wasn't my fault. Uh, Although the first special segment of the season was also about poop. There's a theme. <laughs> yeah. Our season of What If is the, the secrets underlying theme is poop. Poop. Which is such a weird word. I'm just... I'm just like, <laughs> same as the forwards as backwards. It's beautiful. It's like corn. <laughs> I am excited to see where Doctor Strange goes outside of what if and further into it as like the appointed guardian of the reality. Strange's like cosmic perspective and wielding the time zone has been super beneficial so far to our heroes. But that might change in like Spider-Man No Way Home. We've seen that it could change here. Right. I don't know. Well, I feel like this this episode of What If is just adding to the Cumberbatch conundrum of what is up with Doctor Strange these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it could go either way. Like this one, it's the descent into grief-stricken insanity. Yeah. Plays as like a tale of what losing someone could do to a person. Mm. So I feel like they always, Marvel seems to be pinpointing these problems or what people go through and then expanding on that and having this whole story revolve around that yeah. which i kind of like well that's also Wanda did it well that exactly <laughs> that's one thing that we've always said that we like so much about the marvel stories is that they really are rooted and based in human emotion and relationships and then they kind of sprinkle the action and the super Fantasism. stuff on top of it. exactly mm-hmm. exactly but that's what makes it so relatable not our, only are you getting the action scenes but you're getting the emotion as well right and this one was mainly emotion yeah, most of it was. I mean, like like a lot of magic stuff happened, but it was just like really sad the whole time. <laughs> All right, let's get oh, yeah, we're more done. into we're, the episode. We just dove right in. <laughs> so episode four takes the solid foundation of the 2016 Doctor Strange movie with the accident that took his hands. But this is what if this universe has Dr. Christine Palmer, Rachel McAdams, in the passenger seat. If you remember from the movie, she wasn't there because she didn't want to go with him. It's all about him. She didn't want to be around that. But in this one, it seems like she's more open to his arrogance. And and celebrating his talent. Right, right. Strange losing the use of his hands was already a great motivator for his pilgrimage to learn the mystic arts. But Christine's death definitely puts him more in a desperate state of mind Mm. because I feel like he knew that he couldn't fix his hands until... He learned magic and hopefully he could fix them. But with Christine dead and he's just grief grief stricken that he's like, I need to fix this. I can't be like this anymore. So he's more like intent on getting to his goal. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it had also something to do with the fact that there was there was a factor outside of himself that mm-hmm. he that he was grieving and, and that was extra grief added on top of what he was already going through. Yeah. And seeing this because the the car crash scene happens almost exactly the same way in the movie and that we've seen before. But 
Obviously, Christine dies in this one. I do want to, that car crash accident scene was pretty intense mm. because I think watching it a first time, I was just like, ah, eh. and then watching it a second time, knowing it's happening, you're like really watching it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, that was kind of a lot happening in that scene. I mean, trying to avoid it didn't happen, nope. but it does land. The car lands exactly the same way that it does in the movie. Into the ravine, into the waters. So it seems like his passenger seat, anybody that's in that would die. Mm. Other than that, his hands would yeah. yeah, but what's interesting, right, is that his hands didn't get affected in this one, or at least they didn't mention it. It was really all about Christine. Yeah, because the universe hated her. Apparently. In this one. Yeah. <laughs> but the rest of the tale plays out the same. He's still able to defeat Dormammu and become Sorcerer Supreme, but the time stone around his neck is about to have a new purpose. Just like the H.G. Wells classic, The Time Machine, oh. Strange keeps going back in time in order to save Christine. During one of the many deaths of Christine, Stephen learns of Christine's death on the news, and the new ca- newscaster is Christine Everhart. You've, you've, do you remember her from Iron Man and Iron Man 2? Sure do. Leslie Bibb. That's right, Leslie I mean, Bibb. Come on. And it's also, so the only news network I guess they have for like big disasters is WHIH, World News. Wait. 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 But no matter what he does and how he changes his actions, she always dies. After many failed attempts to save her using the Eye of Agamotto, he, we learn that Christine dying is what the Ancient One calls an absolute point. I mean, we're getting so many new words for time and the multiverse and the MCU in Phase 4. Like right at the end of Phase 3 with the whole time travel stuff. And then ever since then, it's just like, okay, sacred timeline, yeah. branches, yeah. pruning. Come on. Now we got absolute points. I, I've come, I'm, I'm just telling myself that because it's what if, it's just particular to that universe and I don't have to remember it for anything else <laughs> because it's so confusing. We have absolute points in our universe. Is that math? I don't know. Physics? Maybe. Do we have any physicists F- Hey, to us? Hey, guys. Does anybody have any? Uh, <laughs> Let us know if absolute, I mean, we could just Google below. it. But- about like- absolute points in <laughs> physics. <laughs> you know what, though, something that's interesting is, right, in his final battle with Dormammu, he kind of like, and even in, right, in the future movies, he's able to sort of look at all the possibilities. of the possibilities, mm-hmm. right? And he knows that they're not going to work. So it's like, why didn't he just do that this time around? Why couldn't he just look at all the possibilities and see that it was never going to work? I don't know. Maybe because it's an absolute point. Mm. And you can't see because Avengers Endgame, the outcome, he saw the only way they would win is if Tony Tony sacrificed himself. But I mean, maybe that wasn't an absolute point. I don't know. But that was the only one, right? Out of all of them. So that's got to be the most absolute. I guess it wasn't absolute because it could change. I don't know. I'm just saying is that he went down a real dark path. He really did. Quite reckless. It does suck, though, that they can't go for a dance or... I don't know, he can't stand her up or eat pizza without her dying. Like, imagine playing through all those scenarios constantly. Did you not see Final Destinations 1, 2, 3, 4, and whatever the last one was called? Is there six? It was like, didn't the rest of them not get numbers anymore? They were like Revelation or something like that. <laughs> That's what they usually do. Once right? they like kind of take a few years break, they're like, yeah. I mean, nobody's going to remember this. Like, let's just not number them again. Because it's a, like a soft reboot. Like, yeah. nobody will know. Final Destination... Destinations and <laughs> finalmente. 
<laughs> but yeah, no matter what, even if you escape that one thing, it's always going to come for you. And that absolutely plays out for our dear Christine here. Yeah. So an absolute point, as explained, it's a moment in time that cannot be changed or stopped without destroying the timeline. But strange won't be stopped. And so begins the mysterious. That's not what I wanted to say. So begins him looking for the mysterious library of Cagliostro. But I do want to say, so do are we thinking... And Tell I know me. that I'm going to bring up Spider-Man No Way Home again because it's like the the hottest new commodity. It's the and, hot trailer yeah. that's out right now. <laughs> but I'm thinking Peter Parky's Peter. Peter I said Petey Parky. I'm look. I love a nickname. Go for it. <laughs> I have Stony Tark. And yeah. what did I just say? Petey Parky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm thinking that Peter Parker's identity being revealed could be an absolute point, which is why mm. we might see it turns into utter chaos when Doctor Strange tries to undo that. So we're really doing some background research by watching What If for Spider-Man. Well, so that's the interesting thing. It's like, how is this going to connect? Because it's Marvel and things are always going to connect to the other thing. Uh-huh. Just like some of the things that happen in this episode is connecting back to episode one of the show. But yeah. I'm curious if any of this is going to bleed into it or it's acting as almost a guide or an appetizer for all the weird shit that's coming in the MCU to not like scare general audiences, you know? Yeah. You know, I would be really surprised if they found a way to really make this fit. I mean, the whole thing is, right, is that the Watcher is looking at other universes that don't seem to be a part of our sacred timeline or whatever it's or, of our phase yeah. MCU phases. <laughs> right. You know, so it's kind of like, this is all the weird stuff that could have happened. I mean, would it be cool if at least one thing kind of pushed something over the edge? I mean, maybe we'll get an anim the animated moment of Wanda hearing the boys call for her. Yeah. There was a, I think just today news came out that in season two of what if, there's going to be an episode about the Black Widow movie. So I'm going to be interested to see what that what if is. So that's maybe what this show is going to be. It's just going to take things from the movies that we see or TV shows and be like, it could have been like this. Right. Just so you know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so far, I mean, the Captain Carter one was bomb. And the T'Challa one was pretty cool. It's been pretty righteous since then. Yeah, I'm liking it. The way things could lie. have been are not so great. Yeah, I half mean, half. I, I like the I like the tiptoey to insanity that's probably going to be happening. We'll see. So anyway, after a battle, question mark, tiny little scuffle with the Ancient One, Strange ports himself away and finds the location of the Lost Library of Cagliostro. I like saying that name. I can say that name, but I can't say Peter Parker. Petey Parky. You say it right. It's Petey Parky. We got Cagliostro. We got Dormammu. We got the Ancient One. It's craziness. Yeah. He is met by a mysterious man who stands guard over the library. Strange asks if he's Cagliostro because, I mean, why wouldn't he? He's acting a little weird. But the man says his name is Obang, librarian of the books of Cagliostro. However, in the mm. comics, Obang is a supposedly the real name of Cagliostro. So he's a liar. Surprise. The man who would become Cagliostro. This is a little like background knowledge for you. I'm just saying, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent here. Let's so go. We're on the, we're on the branch of the timeline with you. Take us there. <laughs> I know. I don't like that. All right. I'm sorry. 
So the man part of the character. I was like, (laughs) can I go? (laughs) Done. God. The man who would become Cagliostro was thought to have started out as Obang, ruler of the kingdom in India way back in 1000 AD. After an encounter with the time-traveling Dr. Doom, Obang became obsessed with time travel and began his quest for immortal life. And he found it using everything from dark magic of the dark hold, wink, wink, Wanda, wink, wink, to vampire blood. Blade is coming. Mm. <laughs> Over the course of his long life, Obang made a habit of killing men and taking their names as his own. In 1500 AD, he killed and reasserted himself as the powerful Egyptian sorcerer named Altothas. And as Altothas, he had his first of many run-ins with the immortal Dracula. Blah, blah, blah. Things go from there. But he's known to be Obang first and Cagliostro second. He does marry somebody and Dracula. This is Cagliostro. No. He marries somebody and Dracula, Dracula gets revenge on him because she gets turned into a vampire. Then he compiles this book of all like the magics and mystics things that he's encountered over his very, very long life. So that's why that book is very important to a lot of sorcerers because it has uh. lots of forgotten magics in that it feels like they took a little piece of that story and and put it in here right of him taking the powers of all these other sort of mystic forces yeah it's like in this episode specifically because we don't really get much of obang's backstory why would we but we're left to fill in like the gaps about him with just speculation so i don't know maybe obang after he lost his wife he decided to build a library and house all his books in there I mean, the moral of the story is respect your librarian, don't mm. question them, and just be happy they're doing the good work. <laughs> PSA from a librarian. Thank you. <laughs> but I do, I think it is interesting knowing what I just told you about Obang and how he had a wife and all of that. Maybe he gave Doctor Strange access to the library because maybe he saw a little bit of himself in him because he's mourning the loss of his love and... Maybe he wanted to steer him in a different direction, which he tried to do yeah. many times in this episode. So I thought it was a ni- nice little little tidbit. Thanks. Yeah. It was a tasty morsel. <laughs> so I'm going to refer to Doctor Strange from now on, like here on out as Darker Strange or like Strange Supreme, just for like understandability's sake. Yeah, I called him just Evil Strange. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I called the other one Good Strange. I, I called him why. Cool Strange. Oh, See, we're not on the same page. It's fine. We're no, doing great. No, but I think that we both named them <laughs> for our own note-taking. That is true. <laughs> so he's in the library, and he's looking for knowledge on how to break the absolute point. Despite warnings of the librarian Obang, he tells him that love can break more than your heart. It can shatter your mind. Strange is still determined to fix his past no matter what the damage it causes. He begins stealing power from magical beings. He brings forth in the library, including... A repeat appearance of the champion of Hydra. I don't know what that means. But I am still running on the theory that this is actually Shumagorath, a mystical one-eyed multiversal tentacle monster who happens to clash with Doctor Strange a lot in the comics. I, I'm just going to say that because I don't know any other tentacly, mystically thing that would be in the MCU. Sounds like a hearty, strong guess. <laughs> I, can I just say something? Of course. Don't you ever... Don't you ever waltz into a library and just take hundreds of books off the shelf and just throw them around. Well, he was making them float. 
And then he put them in piles all around him, and then he only read one. He found it right away. Did he clean it up? I don't think so. Mr. Obank spent centuries probably putting them back. That's true. He probably did just take all the books off I the mean, shelf. the arrogance. <laughs> the strange arrogance. Just <laughs> mind-boggling. I could tell that that kind of made you not... You didn't like that, because you went like... <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I don't think Obang has pages there. He can't... He doesn't have people to put things away from him. But maybe he just... He can just he do... Like magic, a, too. Yeah, he could just like do a swoosh of his arm, but still. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so as Doctor Strange is absorbing or sucking in whatever, all these mystical creatures, Whoa. he gets more sinister looking every single time. But he also gets a more sinister looking cloak of levitation from a strange little beetle. So I yeah. thought that was an interesting. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to absorb the beetle, but I'll take your cloak, friend. Yeah. And he's like, that's cool. Give it to me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Can I just say something? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I know. I'm like very angry this episode. I apologize. It got me all riled up. I'm sorry. So we're all here watching and perfectly fine with a cape that, you know, has like a mind of its own. It's like carpet from Aladdin. Right. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. But Red Wing cannot be an actual bird. Yeah, because like the function of Red Wing is still there. But like Doctor Strange kind of needs his cloak of levitation. I'm just saying. Rude. I mean, Sam Wilson's Captain America now. He's fine. Yeah, I know, I know. He's like, he's moving on up. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Just saying. Okay, it's okay. Thank you. As he's consuming all of these creatures, we hear the Watcher say he's on the wrong path. I should warn him, but I doubt he'll listen. And Doctor Strange senses his presence, mm. or Dark Supreme Overlord Doctor Strange does this. So I thought that was interesting. So it would kind of make sense because Doctor Strange does have a cosmic awareness because mm-hmm. he is the, you know, he's the guardian of this reality in the Mystic Arts field. So it would make sense. And I think because Uatu, the Watcher, is like, huh, maybe I, his like, his gears are turning with what we know of Uatu in the comics. He's going to interfere at some point. Yeah. And this is the first one where we really sort sort of see him break that fourth wall into their realities. It was almost like WandaVision where it was like, the first episode where Mrs. Hart, or like that whole scene Mm-mm-mm. where it was like the whole facade kind of broke for a second. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I, so they're not just in, in a, you know, studio audience doing this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's, it's, it feels like he's going to be getting his little fingers in there now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to see mm. and how much trouble he gets into. It isn't until he discovers, Dr. Strange discovers, a dying Ubang, Obang, 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 that he realizes he's spent centuries in pursuit of his goal and that the goal is starting to destroy reality. Whoops. So that's great. You spent centuries absorbing all these. Maybe I'm going to put a question mark because some of these creatures did look pretty, pretty gnarly. But that's not to say they weren't nice. But he didn't like it's not even like he asked permission. Well, that. Oh, my God. Consent. <laughs> but also, like, it's not it's not even like he necessarily even killed them he just consumed them so it's like they're sort of existing in some form i mean i yeah maybe he just becomes one with them it's like a ben 10 situation oh my god turn into other because he kind of does yeah totally i don't know oh my god he needs the watch i hated that show i didn't like it either okay 
Yeah. I'm glad oh, we're on the same page with that. All oh, right. Good. High five. Sorry for any of the uh, Ben 10 fans. Everybody's like, how dare you hate There's on Ben 10? There's a huge Ben 10 following still. I mean, the concept is really cool. The monsters were awesomely designed. Yeah. It just wasn't my cup of tea. But they came out with a movie not that long ago-ish, and it was really bad. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, it's, you can like what you like. I don't care. I just don't like there it. There goes our listener. <laughs> curious. Obang on his deathbed reveals that there are two Stephen Stranges in this universe. Cue the Spider-Man meme of Spider-Man pointing at himself. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's mm-hmm. what I thought of. The Ancient Ones split the timelines, creating two Doctor Stranges. One who went to pursue the Oncult in order to save Christine, and the other who was more sensible and hung out with Wong, made the right decision. Yep. Good. Steven is visited by Echo Ancient One and drops the bombshell that she caused the split. And the only sorcerer to stop Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange. How convenient. And how, I mean, how big is your ego? I'm just saying. You can make two of them. Yeah, you can make two of them, but they can't, destroy, they, they have to destroy each other. Like, also, though, why didn't she just kill him, though? Like, Well, because he needed to survive for the events of uh, Endgame. Question mark? I don't know but, what time this takes place. Oh, yeah, I guess. But either it's, it's like he was uh, he was absorbing all those things for centuries. But then, I mean, maybe well, he went back in time. Where she comes to good, good Stephen is the two years later. So he's already done. Oh, and she's already dead. Mama. Yeah, and she's already dead. But I guess Endgame hasn't happened yet. But, right. but like still, it's either. Because that happened in 2016, question mark. And Endgame happened in 2019. Because now in the MCU, technically, we're in the year 2023, because it was five years after the snap. Right, 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 right. I don't know. Matt. I'm just saying. Either way, <laughs> it's like it's like the world melts or the world gets snapped. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. So after receiving some protective enchantments from a rapidly dissolving Wong, Strange is attacked by his evil twin, Doctor Supreme Strange, <laughs> and Doctor Strange and Supreme Supreme Strange. <laughs> Whoops. Have a epic showdown as the latter tries to convince the former to work with him in order to bring back Christine. Was that a confusing sentence? Because <laughs> um, I was confused trying to write it. Well, and I, I feel like it kind I of is. I think it was confusing, but the whole thing is confusing. The premise itself is confusing. So it's like he's physically fighting himself, he's battling his inner demons, which is an embodiment of his demon self. Oh my God. It's That's deep. It it's I, like deep. <laughs> I do want to say the best moment of this fight, which there were many. I love, this is why I love Doctor Strange and I want more magical people in the MCU. Because it's it's real, it's cool seeing Captain America with the shield and run real fast and throwing it and stuff. Jumping. Like, and it's cool. Ant-Man can shrink and go big and Hawkeye has his arrows and stuff. Shooting. But like magic is so cool. It's amazing. Oh my God. Look at all the stuff they did in this. They're teleporting. They're using like light lassos they're jumping on it's craziness every single one of his spells have a name by the way what's the light lasso one i don't remember but it's like chains chains of oh i'm a bad dr strange fan emotions no it's like they've never changed the names of them it's always been the same and i just can't vishanti that was the the yeah that's the protector that wong put on him whatever anyway love love chain is uh venus so maybe that's that one. I'm sure. Yeah, he uses the same thing. <laughs> I have to ask, are my Sailor Moon and RuPaul's Drag Race knowledge lost on our listeners? Because I feel like I always bring it back to that. And I'm like, 
Does anybody even watch that stuff? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure at least like three. Because I had a drag race thing in here and I was like, oh, I'll just leave it. Oh, what was it? So when he finally absorbs the tentacle guy, uh-huh. he gets tentacle fingers. And Sharon Needles in her season, the final runway before the finale, she had tentacle fingers. That's gross. I don't like it. It was really cool. Mm, no. She did like this with her fingers, like wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, I'm sure she did, and I would not like that. All I'd right. be like, sashay away, please. Um, spoiler alert: she won. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Back to this fight. <laughs> I want. I do want to say, like, out of all of the really cool stuff that they did do in this, and it made it seemed like it played homages to the Doctor Strange movie, which I thought was cool, like some of the trippy scenes and all mm-hmm. the colors and lights. Mm-hmm. It had to be the awesome cloak off. Ugh. The two cloaks of levitation battling it out. Because it's like the cloaks have always been one of the coolest things about the character. And that's why when you kind of brought it up earlier, I was just like, I have something I'm going to say about the cloaks. And I like the cloaks. I, I saw I saw your hackles stand up a little bit when I mentioned it. You were <laughs> like, if you talk about the cloak, I'll kill you. I liked it, though. His cloak was trying to protect him. And I then know. It, got, it was very sad. Yeah, it got torn in two. It's just pretty sad which i if i'm not wrong it does take quite a bit to do that so i was just like okay whatever. also though foreshadowing of the evil defeating the good yeah Yeesh. exactly yep doctor strange is having none of supreme strange whatever strange supreme that's the bad one yeah strange oh. supreme trying to convince him to get christine he shows a hallucination of christine trying to convince Rude. him having none of it but it does make me this whole thing does make me very excited for the multiverse of madness. Like just picture what's going to happen with Wanda and Dr. Strange being in the same movie. There's going to be runes flying everywhere. There's just going to be power shooting red things going on. It's mm-hmm. going to be wild. I love it. Can't wait. I love that throughout this entire thing and every flashback, Christine says, where's my mother effing creme brulee? Was it tiramisu? No, it was creme, it was creme brulee. brulee. I don't yeah. know why every time she said it, I was like, I don't like tiramisu. I was like, that's not what she's saying. No, why she's are you? <laughs> My mind is so weird sometimes. Somebody says something and I'm like, well, I don't like this thing that has nothing to do with what you just said. <laughs> so deal with that. Yeah. Christine. <laughs> Christine. You're dead anyway. Bye. But yeah, if you ever promise me dessert, you better deliver. I mean, if it's an absolute point and something happens, it's not my fault. Listen, one of the times you show up with some creme brulee and- in the car, I'll eat it. Do you like creme brulee? It's fine. Okay. I, I feel like creme brulee is like one of those things when it's on the menu, everybody's like, oh my God, they have creme brulee. But nobody gets it. Oh no, of course everybody gets it because it's creme brulee. You're yeah. never going to make creme brulee. But you never hear people talking about it after they get it because it's kind of poopy. Yeah, you smash the sugar and then everybody goes, mmm, and then that's <laughs> it. And then everybody's like, I'm so full. Yeah, not a fan. I'm, I am the type of person that never orders desserts at restaurants anytime it's usually older people when you go out with them, I feel like, because a lot of like our friends and stuff, we're never like, let's get dessert. It's like you go with the parents or like grandparents oh, yeah. or whatever, and they're like, let's get dessert. And it's like, no, thanks. Well, I feel like for our generation, it's very much like money. We're, we're constantly trying to save for a house, which we can never do. Yeah. So it's like, if we get dessert, we can't buy a home. That one time, how dare you treat yourself? Never. Never. <laughs> yeah. Never. But when you're out with mom and dad, grandma, grandpa. Well, let me see. There's a molten, a chocolate molten lava. I'll take one. Thank mm-hmm. you. With a fresh vanilla bean ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> ultimately, Strange Supreme overpowers his counterpart, sucking the good half 
into him and using their powers to bring Christine back to life. When evil Strange absorbs Steven, his magic turns from green to red. Mm. In the MCU, Mm-mm. red usually symbolizes chaos magic, a.k.a. what Wanda wields. So I'm assuming it means he's channeling chaos magic because the Ayabagamato goes from green to red. I mean, kudos to you for saying Wanda wields hmm. so precisely. Yeah, I can say those things. I can't say people's names. Petey Parky. <laughs> never going to. You still to this day bring up Stony Tark. That's how I refer to him. And I'm never going to let down both of these now. Stony Tark. Petey Parky. <laughs> Surprising to no one who understands how the thing how these things go, Strange Supreme's plans end up destroying their reality. He brings Christine back to life, but he she's horrified by the demonic winged version of her love, which understandably, yeah. I would be too, because I'm like, I don't know who you are. She's like, okay, I was just in a car, she's <laughs> in a lot of pain, and now this beast. Now I'm literally in a hell of reality. Yeah. No thanks. Like, did I die and I'm literally in hell? Oh, yes, I am. You know, this is not a Beauty and the Beast moment, okay? It's she not. does not realize her love for him while he is the Beast. She's not going to kiss him. No, no, no. She's too busy disintegrating. They curse will not be broken. <laughs> you went into your brave accent there. <laughs> did you ever want to change your fate, Strange? You can't. So, when I say brave, I mean Disney's brave with Merida. Merida, yeah. Derek loves to quote... <laughs> movie it's so funny did you ever want to change your fate (laughs) but i did (laughs) (laughs) so as the hell of reality around them is collapsing dr strange pleads with uatu to stop this but though the watcher wants to punish him he can't interfere It, it does sound like the uatu is like i really want to but i can't but he's inching that way because he does reveal himself to Strange. Yeah. I know he he knows that like this universe is done and doesn't matter, but like I don't even think you're allowed to <laughs> reveal yourself, let alone talk to somebody. Yeah, he literally leaned into his reality and he was like, You done messed it up, kid. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he says when he says the same way you saved Christine, when he was like, save my reality or whatever, and she's like, the same way you saved Christine, I was like, Uatu. The Watcher says, I'm going to kick you while you're down. He's literally dying. Leave him alone. Yeah. He's he like, knows what he did. He's like, you can try and put yourself in your little crystal ball. It's too late, my friend. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, by the way, this. Uatu. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh. Right? That's fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. It's been here the whole time. The Watcher has been watching this the whole time. <laughs> He's been in 80s pop music. <laughs> Reality collapses and Christine dissolves with him. I do want to say that the way she dissolved and the way it looked, because I noticed it on Wong too and I noticed it on Christine, is that the way they dissolve looks a lot like how Vision dissolved in WandaVision. I'm not saying there's a connection there, but it might be a little nod to it, you know, because it was very much that like yellow, Mm. like went to their face. Oh, the light. That's right. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, don't make me think about that moment. (laughs) But as everything dissolves around him, it leaves a remorseful Doctor Strange alone encased, alone encased in what looks like a power stone, which I think is odd. Why is it why is it a purple like gem stone? It looks like the power stone, the infinity stone. I don't understand. This stone then goes into the draw of someone. Oh, at the TVA. At the TVA. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It's a paperweight. Yes. It's terrible. Casey is has it 
on his papers. Heck yes. Yep. But the last thing we hear is Doctor Strange moaning, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. His reality and his love is truly gone. That's like, how, where do you go from here? The next episode, I hope is fun. Or at least like, not super heavy because there's like, what, four-ish, whatever more episodes. I hope they don't get darker from here. Because I like a good thing. I'm an avid Neil Gaiman and Stephen King reader, but like, come on. Yeah, it's kind of like, is it really fun to see <laughs> your favorite characters do horrible things and then their love interests die over and over and over again? Yeah, I mean, it is. It, I think it's one. <laughs> it's to me personally, it's a little weird. Yeah. Like, especially for the MCU, because it was like the way they left Christine Palmer was kind of like it almost feels like the Betty Ross situation. Mm where it's like they're there Jane Foster is like there question mark but that's it yeah it feels like almost they use the love interest to propel the solo stories there's that whole yeah there's that whole like expression in comics and I, i'm i think fiction too it's like fridged mm. it's like they the love interest is fridged which is typically a woman right and that that's a callback to Kyle Rayner Green Lantern how his girlfriend was literally put in a fridge because she was murdered, just stuffed in a fridge, and he went to open it to get his hungry man and his <laughs> girlfriend's in there, just dead in the fridge. What's in the fridge? But that that's a, that, that's the expression because it's like they usually typically do this to right. female love interests, mm-hmm. and it's like, wh- where are they now? Yeah. I mean, Rihanna's asking these questions. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> where are you now? She has a whole song. Sing it. No. Oh. I was waiting. <laughs> Techno version. <laughs> but I, I, I'm curious if she's going to show up again. Granted, Doctor Strange did not get a second movie, but you would just think there'd be some type of mention, maybe. I don't know. Her hanging out in the Sanctum Sanctorum. But he's going to get a second one. Yeah. I know. Oh. Just, I just hope she's in it because we saw after the second Thor movie and then through there, Jane Foster has been kind of side mentioned. She's, she's scientisting. Betty Around Ross the world. Is, yeah, Betty Ross is doing the same thing. Yeah. It's like they're too busy. They don't want anything to do with your super powered. They're like, listen, I just want to get back to my day job. I don't need the stress. <laughs> but we're getting Jane Foster and Thor Levin Thunder. I mean, that is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Natalie Portman beefed up. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, that's all I have to say about this episode. I, I hope it was fun. The recapping of that. But we have oh, the, the segment, right? That's right. It is another installment of Things That Make You Go, what? <laughs> so, in 2014, at the National Museum of Emerging Science and Innovation in Tokyo, Japan, wow. you too could be poo. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah, yeah. I know where this is going. No. You, no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> in this traveling interactive exhibit, oh. young ones donned swirled poo hats and slid down a 16-foot slide, which was designed to look like a giant toilet. Oh. Yeah. This, this is not where I thought it was going. I'm glad. Surprise. <laughs> did it make you go what? You did. Yes. <laughs> this craptastic experience had a trifold purpose, to be fun, interactive, and educational. Wow. Once flushed, participants were greeted by screens sharing what feces are made of. Oh, okay. How bathrooms look like in other countries. 
the global impact of waste management okay. on the world. So it sounds like a load of information. You know, <laughs> you know. You could also see different duty shapes made out of modeling clay. Stop. Whether you swirl, dump, or no. crap, the old <laughs> adage stands true. Wow. Everyone poops. But can everyone be poop? Travel to Japan after the pandemic, of course, and have the number one experience of being number two. Did you write this? Heck yeah, I did. No, you did not. Your boy was on thesaurus.com typing in poop, looking for cinnamons. 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 Wow. Yeah, that was probably one of your better ones. I was enjoying it so much that I my eyes are crying because I was just like, this is insane on how many puns you're doing right now. I am- Like, I cannot react to that. Was that, guys, comment below, was <laughs> that a backhanded compliment by Noah? <gasps> yes. He's like, no. I would say this is one of your better uh, ones. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones were crappy. Uh, yeah? The moment's passed. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Past gas. Oh, my God. Bowel movement. <sighs> um, now I'm just saying poop words. <laughs> now you're just saying poop words. Yeah. Okay. I think we need to um, <laughs> get off our listeners' asses. And... Oh, yes. He came through with a pun. Beedy, beep, beep, beedy, beep. I like to feel included. You're always included. True. You're in on the joke, my uh, On this, at least, because there's two of us. So. Yeah. It's okay. A, all righty. Well, next um, episode next week. <laughs> we'll see what happens. What if? You know, it's always weird ending these. It's just kind of like, here's all this stuff that I prepared for hours and we're going to talk about this thing. Bye. And then and then everybody's Listen. like, they're sitting in their cars like, hurry up, hurry up, yeah. <laughs> hurry up. I got to get to work. Hurry up. They're sitting in the parking lot waiting to go into yeah. work and they're like, they're oh like, my God. Play the end music now. <laughs> Okay, okay go goodbye. To, go to work or go to bed or finish your chores or <laughs> yeah. whatever you're doing. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.